0: Sunday evening uh slightly earlier than we usually are so we were, we we're super prepared um for tonight uh, no guest unfortunately 2021 has not been a um a high for, for new for new guests but hopefully we'll have some some interesting guests for you in the coming year but uh with me as always uh we have uh mark Canty, evening. and john Joe cosgrove
1: Hello, all you good
0: people. <laughs> so, John Joe, first up, you have got yourself a new podcast. Tell us what it is and what it's all about.
1: Um, I will say, have you had the chance to listen to it yet, Matt?
0: I had, a... I had, I've subscribed to it and I listened <laughs> to like the first sort of like a couple of minutes and stuff. I know Orvis is on it, so um, okay. how did you manage to get? How did you manage to get Orvis on it? You know, he's obviously trying to get him back on the Geek for ages, but he's.
1: Do I, do I know what it is? It's because um, I've wanted to redo a podcast myself for such a long time. And the thing is, is so many people have the same idea over and over. And one thing I noticed, one thing a lot of people like to do is a lot of people like to have a rant. A lot of people like to have a moan <laughs> But it's trying to find the comedy in it. It's trying to find something to laugh about, even though, you know, situations can be a bit <laughs> shit. Um, Mike, Mike, who, bless him, he comes up on my Twitter and on my Facebook all the time. And I just said, I just said to him, look, I'm doing this new podcast. Basically, you can come on, you can moan about whatever you want. There's no no boundaries. You can just basically rip to pieces whatever you want, as long as you make it funny. And do you know what he said to me? You tell me when and I'll be there. Yeah. And um, do you know what? That was that was just such a, a quick 45 minutes as well. It was unbelievable just how much we were able to dig up out of out of just two topics that's all we talked about <laughs> two topics and we were able to have a good lot of uh giggles we were able to have a great laugh um and uh you did get name drops a few times matt i will be honest
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh no oh no <laughs> oh, boy! i hope that i hope that, that was good name drops not bad name drops
1: Oh, is there ever is there such thing as a bad name drop <laughs> i don't know
0: <laughs> it's like all damn all sh- him geary Damn <laughs> him
1: <laughs> um a bit that didn't make it onto the edit was um i'd been talking about saying like um people that might want to come on people that might use a, a certain subject and i said you know what if matt geary ever comes on his subject is going to be me he's going to say how much i suck and how much I am wrong on things and I thought, Joe, well, welcome. I'll welcome it as well. It'll be a good laugh.
0: Jojo, um, yeah, you, you, you think I think you've got a completely uh, skewed view on, on 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 who who I who I dislike and like and stuff. Yeah, I don't think I'd have you on this podcast on a regular basis if I if I didn't like you, chap. So uh you can put well, that to bed, sir.
1: Oh yeah, but come on, you know, for the for the sake of, you know, half hour of comedy, I'm sure you could I'm sure you could turn that around. No, if
0: you, like, I'm, I'm, do you know what? I'm not the sort of guy who can even, even when I take the piss, you know, I, I, I would never, um, I would never lambast somebody, um, unless I truly, truly sort of hated them. And that's very seldom. There's very seldom, I, there's very few people, you know, if, people who know me, um, you know, I don't hold grudges. Um, I'm very forgiving to a lot of people and stuff. It doesn't matter what they've done. Everybody deserves a second chance in my mind. And so I, I don't sort of get that. Um I I find it very hard to pick fun at people. I know I, I can take the piss, but I, I couldn't I couldn't just sit there and lambast somebody. I couldn't do a roast or something like that because I'd feel bad. I'd feel bad. <laughs>
1: I mean, um, the, the point is that I wanted to do a show that was just that was just basically. Sometimes you just want to let things off your chest, and I thought it was a good idea to do that. But you've got to you've got to have a laugh at it as well. You've got to be able to provide a bit of humour and maybe talk about how you can work around it, how you can get from something that sucks to actually get to something that's good. That was kind of the the idea. Um, and the topics that we talked about on that first episode was uh, Mike was talking about mostly everything through lockdown because as he's a a musician um obviously a lot of gigs got cancelled for him there was a lot of work that basically not just for him but obviously thousands upon thousands of musicians that had just all their schedule just taken away and even still today who knows when we're going to get to be able to actually have full concerts anymore be able to get that kind of work again and um it was quite interesting because um obviously me and Mike talk every now and again, but it was good to learn a few bits about, obviously, what he's been through. Um, learning about his um, his exercise regime as well is quite interesting. If you get a chance to listen to it, um, he's a uh, he because he is a bit of a runner. He does like go running, but um, he's he's a method. He's he's timing is quite strange. Let's just say that. But uh, <laughs> yeah. have a listen. It's, it's worth it's worth it. And we also get to have a good moan about um, one of my. Favorite subjects is that we get to rip into the rise of Skywalker.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I don't know, man. Those those things where you can literally just let rip, and it's just one of those. See, I find myself, um, even in this podcast, I sort of kind of open up maybe a bit too much, and then I sort of either upset myself or I um i maybe go into a bit too much depth uh and maybe it's a bit too odd for others so i just feel like you know if i get in that i'm just going to say some shit that one well, i might regret or i might just feel a bit odd so um yeah
1: sometimes that is good though it's, it's good therapeutic to, uh, Yeah, that's, it. uh, okay. that's, that's i think that's, that's what i see it says i do see it as therapy and obviously um you are both more than welcome to come and join in because uh I know that I'm sure there's a subject that you both have that you would love to just tear to pieces. There is something that you probably have on your mind, maybe something you don't even really discuss, but you just think, right, this is my opportunity now. I'm just going to talk about this thing and why I think it's absolutely horrible and...
0: Yeah, I did, just... I did a brief series on YouTube back in the day called What Grinds My Gearies and it was like random things like why there aren't, war- why there warning signs on nuts that say may contain nuts and you know just basically <laughs> idiots being idiots and uh, I think like people steal it you know. At- people stealing toasts from your plate when you've got a certain amount of toast and, you know, you've got beans. And like, and I found it really funny. I thought they were really good, but obviously didn't do very well, just sort of like the odd sort of… They're still on, they're still on YouTube, by the way, I've looked what oh, got- years, but they're not… Yeah, they're just, just random. And I was going to do a series of them because I had loads, and then I was just like, no, this just doesn't seem like that well. The one, that I, the one I was going to do, which I never got to do, were people with no spatial awareness or or me or meanderers they're the most annoying people ever it's like you got people yeah you're like you're walking up the street and they they just seem to be able to follow you and so especially if you're in a hurry or you're late for work or something and they're just meandering in front of you or they just stop dead and (laughs) they don't understand that they're in a busy sort of walkway it's like in conventions and stuff people will just stop dead and start and they don't think about you know there's loads of people around you and it's so so annoying i'm quite a patient person but it annoys me and it's like especially when you're doing like um interviews and stuff and conventions and like uh, <laughs> and we did this loads with like me and pete in the last sort of games expo and we set up a camera and we had microphones with leads on them and we were standing sort of like you know, I don't know, six feet, ten feet in front of the camera uh, talking and people could see us there and people could see that there was a camera there, but people still walked between us. They still walked in in between when you were doing the thing. They still walked through that that thing. With, there was no sort of, oh, you know what? There's people here with microphones and there's a camera here. Let's walk through in the middle. because oh, <laughs> okay. like, no,
2: that would be like being considerate.
0: Yeah, and you know, it's just it's just one of those pet peeves I have because it's just like, you know, I can be very forgetful and stuff, but it's just like, it's, this seems like people just don't care. They just sort of go straight through. And then they do that thing when they realize three quarters of the way past that they're in front of the camera, so they duck. And then they're like, that's not going to help in any way, shape or form. Well, yeah. Uh... Oh, <laughs> I would just
1: a couple of lines of tripwire either side. So as they come along, you don't even see them get to the camera. They just go rip. Yeah. Yeah. I think well,
0: it, happened be, I'd, and, I'd, it happened with I'd me and. It happened with me and. favor of one at Chin Height. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think it happened with me and um, uh, Laura. Um, Laura Benson. I think we were at MCM. Oh, the same thing was happening. It was just like people walking in front and we started like counting them every time they keep, they went through and sort of, I even think I put a ping noise in when they were doing it, but it was just like <laughs> so annoying. I was just like, you could see there's a camera here and that there's, there's microphones, you know, what, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh, dear okay. idea.
0: Yeah. But it sounds like a good concept, man. I have to say, you know, everybody likes a good rant about something, um, so yeah, um, i'll'll I'll listen to the, I'll listen to the the other episode tomorrow when i've I've got some some work to do and stuff I'll well, say,
1: yeah, say it's only the one at the moment. Um I'm going to be looking to launch a new episode um every Saturday morning. so the idea is to record during the week. So it's quite fresh. it's quite it's quite um, quite raw, I guess is the best way of putting it. Uh, I've got um a couple of people who have already messaged saying that they want to be part of it. they want to get onto an episode. so, Fingers crossed, uh, I've got the next recording. Uh, I think it's either Tuesday or Wednesday night. But um, anyone who wants to take part, if you're confident behind a microphone, if you really have a subject that you are passionate about and you really want to say why it's a load of rubbish, crap, whatever, please do <laughs> let me because I'd be more than happy for you to get in contact, have a go with it. I've even changed my Twitter handle. Um, and I'll tell you this because a few years ago, I couldn't even have my own name as my Twitter handle because someone had already taken it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I wouldn't say John Joe's a very common name either.
1: John Joe Cosgrove as a Twitter name. And, <laughs> and when I tried searching it, there was no no search. But when I tried to type it in, it went, no, this name's already taken. But um, this week I changed it to John Joe Cosgrove again, and it was now free, and I was like, right i'm reclaiming my name I'm
0: taking it, <laughs> it was like when we did geek pride we tried to get the um we tried to get the domain back in the day and somebody had taken it and then it was just like it had to be like geek pride one or you know or geek hyphen pride and stuff and it was just like it was so annoying and it's just like you look at these websites and i think there's another like geek com. i don't think there's much going on but it's like we've still got the domain and you know, it's yeah. going to cost a lot to buy it off. And it's just like, no, nah, it's not worth it. You know, just use what we've no, got. No. Um, but yeah, I understand the frustration it is. So what's I mean, it called?
2: Think- Oops, sorry. What's um, it- podcast is
1: called all things suck.
0: Oh, um, so. Yeah. There
1: was a, there was a few little jokes and that was one reason why I kind of regretted having Mike to a degree because, uh, I thought there's going to be at least one or two, um, sexual jokes that are going to appear. Um, <laughs> many at least so it wasn't too bad but uh, no do you know what um, it was really difficult because again it's this thing as well when you come up with a name for a show you've got to try and think of something that no one else has picked but you don't want it to be too complicated you don't want to think of something that's too silly or over the top of a name uh, <laughs> the first one I really wanted I really wanted Everything Sucks but there was about 20 different podcasts uh, <laughs> that had that as their name uh, oh, and I was, dear. I, that all things suck. I was like, oh, "Oh, that one's free. Okay, that's fine. That that'll that'll work. That'll do for now." And that's uh, no, definitely yeah.
0: an, an interesting concept, man. It's definitely definitely worth the worth the go. Um, yeah, why not?
1: Yeah, and it hasn't got to be geeky, either. You know, I mean, geekiness, you know, is just inherent on my side anyway. Because uh, and a lot of people that I know, because you know, geek culture is basically just pop culture there. So that is going to be the standard, but. Anything you want to have a rant about, anything you think that you really want to get into, come along. It's going to be good fun.
0: Right. Well, there you go. Everything sucks. and uh, All things suck. All things suck. Sorry, yeah. All things suck.
1: Everything sucks to someone else. <laughs> uh, someone
0: else. <laughs> all things suck. Yeah. Busted already. All <laughs> uh, right. Oh, so uh, what's everybody been doing this week? What's going on in your oh, life? Oh.
2: Has anyone been keeping up on the new Star Wars stuff? The um, Light of the Jedi? I've seen some. I've the seen High some Republic.
0: Art. I've seen some
2: book, uh, some artwork. Yeah. Ah, so yeah, I had a read of the first comic of that, and I'm listening to the audiobook of Light of the Jedi, which is the first um, full length novel they've released. Oh, and cool. there's a children book later this, this month, and another novel,
0: another novel next month as well. Which is and interesting so far. What is your what is your view so far
2: so far it's pretty good um it's set for about 200 years before um sort of the the um the era we know yeah if that makes sense they've got this whole new timeline now and they've designated stuff and there's a whole big gap between what we're doing at the moment and what they're doing at the moment and the actual sort of the prequels so that will be interesting to see what they do with that but it's an interesting idea because it's a very different republic. It's a lot more, it's it's less chaotic and more mature. Mm-hmm. So this is whole thing that you know, everyone's a bit sort of quiet. It's pe- everything's at peace, and then things start to go wrong. But also seeing different um, takes on the Jedi as well. I mean, I haven't come to it yet, but they they feature a young Yoda, for example, who's not a who's not grandma. who's a a master, but a traveling master, if that makes sense. So right. he's actually out, out doing stuff. But there's some other there's some interesting ideas in there as well because the, the way the Padawans and the Masters interact is very different. Um, they're a lot more loose, if that makes sense, um, in some ways. And their, their take on the Jedi Starfighter is very interesting as well. It's basically like the minimal Starfighter with very little computer support because the Jedi are supposed to be like the guidance system.
0: All ah, right, actually. I
2: see. So it's, um, I will see. I've, I've got to work my way through it. The downside to it having it as an audiobook, obviously, is, it's, is that a book that I could probably read in about two or three days is in theory 12 and a half hours of talking. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I may have misconsidered that when I picked that up on Audible for a credit.
0: all oh, right yeah. <laughs> I've, got, I've got a massive backlog of books mm. to go through, to be honest, on my Audible. It's like, oh, that's the one thing about sort of being able to travel into work. I would listen yeah. to the book on the way to work, on the train, walking up the work on the way back, and, yeah. um, you know, if I had a bit of downtime and work and stuff, but, um, yeah, now... That's I all just, gone now, yeah. Yeah, I don't have that, so it's just like my audio book backlog is just completely just... It's massive, oh, and we've good. got some new new Horace Heresy stuff coming out soon, and I kind of really want to sort of make sure I get onto that and stuff, so...
2: That's the worst thing. I picked up Ready Player Two on that as well, so I was about third way into that, and I dropped that to see what the... Um... That I the High Republic was like, so I've got to go back to that at some point as well.
0: So is that High Republics like Sith Empire? And... No,
2: no, no. It's um, it's um, it's, it's after like the... the Republic. It's a Republic at its peak. So it's between Sith Empire. It's after the Sith Empire stuff. Right. But it's before um, anyone before the rule of two crossed over with it. Obviously. Right. Right. Okay. So it's kind of that. It's that noble thing before the old Republic. Even right. really, in some ways, or after the old Republic, but it's sort of like where there's no overlap in theory, but they've got a new, they've got problems that turn up, and they've got a different um villain cast, if you like, which is a uh, more is like a pirate, a pirate marauder sort of faction, okay? That they're bringing in that I haven't run into yet.
0: Hmm, I think
1: this is good because every time they do a like an expansion on the Star Wars franchise. It's good that they can actually turn themselves away from the established time, like right? you know. So, going between episode one and episode nine, it makes you remember that there is so much more Star Wars, so much more of a galaxy, so much more of a lore. Yes, yeah. um, I mean, you know, oh, Nights of the Old Republic, I think, is still one of the best expansions that Star Wars has ever done, really, in terms of any media. But, yeah. um, public, I really do want to read, I really do want to get into it because of that, because it mm. is. A whole new section, it's a whole new area. Um I will say though, from what you've seen of it so far,
2: um, I mean you said it's got a bit of a pirate theme. There is um Oh no, there's the the, the um, enemy faction they've they've um they've floated that we're supposed to be running into as part of the first books and stuff is called the Nail and they're kind of like a Marauder Pirate sort of sort yeah. of setup. So they're a bit ragged and um it's chaotic.
1: Quite interesting because if you look at like Nights of the old Republic it was kind of the opposite way. It was like the like the the Republic, the Jedi were kind of like the ragged side. Yeah, this like the ones that were all in order, the ones that had everything right, perfect for them. And mm. that's quite a nice contrast, really, when you look at yeah. it. But
0: but, yeah, I think it's like a, it's a shame though, because there was a lot of there was a lot of uh, Star Wars. Um, so a lot of star Wars material before the new films came out, um, yeah. you know, and the legend that, stuff. yeah, and it, uh, well, obviously not cherry
2: picking from it. Now you, you'll notice oh. if you notice, as you're looking at some of the stuff that's popping up in like the side series and Mandalorian and things like that, you're starting to see people like John Favreau and Dave Filoni cherry picking from that. Mm. Some of the better bits and ignoring some of the bits that probably didn't work so well. Um, so it will be interesting to see if they carry on doing that and has as things pop up you know because obviously the most obvious one is thrawn but then it's little bits and pieces of other stuff as well starting to pop up um around the mandalorian culture and things like that that they're pulling out like the the good bits or they you know and then you if you look at the films you know the the, the clone emperor side of things is all classic timothy's Zahn isn't it the um, dark empire series and stuff like that just a different way around of doing it because they they pushed it further back
0: okay, i just want them to do the sort of the the uh i can't forget to pronounce this properly the Yuzan vong yuzhan vong yeah the yuzhan vong stuff because that you know for me you know because
2: i enjoyed it but i think i don't know i don't know it, it, it had its moments i i mean i i religiously bought all the damn books God knows about that. they were in boxes somewhere. It's like, like too much stuff, even after four years of moving. But um, there was something I didn't like the way about they handled it and not just, you know, the whole killing Chewbacca thing. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, they had an... In- the thing that's interesting is that, you know, the books and the legend stuff started before even the prequels came along, didn't they? Yeah. So as, as someone was as someone was saying in an article, they were talking about the High Republic is that the Old Republic being the very popular thing that everyone knows and all the other stuff that flew around it, like outbound flight that then tied into the Yuzhan Vong, that stuff was all being made up by people. And then parallel to it, you had George Lucas doing his thing. And you had some places where things didn't fit properly because George Lucas just said, well, it's my toy box. Bugger you if I'm just, if I'm contravening you, you just have to pay catch up, don't you? Yeah.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: I think it was when um, *Knights of the Old Republic* was uh, being made, especially the first game. They really did go on this point of saying that, um, you know, we've consulted with Lucasfilm. We've obviously um, looked at certain things that we can use, and they said that <clears throat> that was part of the reason why they did a four thousand year um, time gap because yeah. they, anything that happens in that stage obviously is on its own accord, and it's very unlikely, even if there was anything that could be familiar anything that could be kind of like referenced or brought up again in a like a skywalker film let's just say mm. it would make a difference because it'd be like oh, hang on so many um generations so much change is is there going to be anything or anyone that's going to really reference or remember anything from that side and i thought that was quite a good idea because then it was like it could be star wars it could still be connected to that whole universe but then it can be its own entity at the same time it could be it can mm. be Star Wars its own in, in almost like just by name yeah. but you could well if it wasn't for you know for the Sith the Jedi um, and lightsabers you could almost say it's like a completely different property mm. but, and I think sometimes that works well because it's kind of like taking a risk on something and then maybe later on they can go hang on let's use the retcon let's, let's maybe put this in somewhere and who knows yeah,
0: yeah. There's, there's a lot of material there and I think they're going to be milking the Star Wars thing for a very long time, so... Well, pretty clear. And then we've got... Yeah. yeah. I'll, be, I'll just be interested to see where the new films go. I suspect
2: the thing is that from what they were saying about the reorganisation of Disney, we may not see any big, big budget Star Wars films for a while because they've rejigged all their production stuff around video and demand rather than cinema, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. So stuff that's in progress will be big stuff. But we were going to see more smaller stuff like Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett. I suspect for a little while at least, until someone decides to make a change around. They may not, as things keep going on.
0: I wonder they if they may bring in Luke into the Book of Boba Fett and how <laughs> Boba Fett will deal with that situation.
2: It will be interesting,
0: uh, or even Han Solo. Because uh, it's Han like Solo, Lando. Thing yeah, is, that, right, it was it was Han Solo that made him go into the Starlock pit, wasn't it? So right. by hitting him in the in the in the backpack, basically. Um, so what's the
1: name of the plays um, plays Han Solo in the solo film Alden Wright? You could basically just get him to be Han
0: Solo first. I thought he was really good. I thought he mm-hmm. made, he played a really good Han Solo, and it's just sort of you know uh, what I mean.
1: they, that cast if they were going to do something like that in. Book of Boba Fett or Mandalorian, because if you think like Alden Aaron like wasn't much older than Han Solo when he was first played, um yeah. older than Harrison Ford when he was Han Solo. So um I reckon that could work, and then obviously you could then get uh Donald Glover to be London. um Rando again. So yeah, you've got a good cast there, eh? and I reckon that'd also be a good chance to maybe bring back Anthony Daniels because I reckon even though he said that he's done a C3P I reckon if you put that offer in front of him, he would be like yeah I'll do it again I'll
2: go back to it. Uh, I think it would be interesting as yeah, always
0: yeah Solo was completely underrated and you know what the mm. one the one line that I love in Solo is the uh, I've got a really good feeling about this and it's just the juxtaposition where what they always say and it's yeah. you know it was just a little thing but I quite liked it because it was just sort of like you know I've got a bad feeling about this but it's like not so yeah you know, I, yeah i really enjoyed it i thought i thought it was really yeah. good And i think it i'm not sure if it came out at the wrong time but it just got a real it just got a bad it, sort of it, I, it, 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 yeah,
2: it just kind of well christmas
1: time they had that hype around them solo was kind of just dumped in the may slot and it was like uh yeah that'll do it just leave it to come out and then that was it yeah. it just it just
2: got forgotten so quickly. they gave up on it before it even came out really it was like well we've got to put it out now we paid for it
1: if it had a Christmas release, I reckon it would have been at least twice the amount that it did. It would have had a lot more attention. And I think even then, they would have been like, right, okay, we're getting onto a sequel pretty much straight away. But because of its release, because of the the feedback... No. But then they keep saying that, you know, they are going to try and incorporate ideas into the future series. So, mm-hmm. And I think Mandalorian, um, Book of Boba Fett, Ahsoka Tano, all these shows that are going to be set Everyone. in that timeline... I, yeah. I don't know because Obi Wan's going to be kind of on like its own thing, and I reckon, I well, I reckon the Obi Wan series has got to have Darth mole in it. That's going to, that's not good.
2: Yeah. I think um, it will fold uh, in some way because they they won't want to not have some sort of connection back to it, really, if they can avoid it, because yeah. they they'll be they'll they'll they will be they will they they will not want to lose that. And it's all sitting in that um that that period. You know, there's all these things that are going on in these peri- in these different periods. And sometimes it's just events like overlapping, isn't it? Because their Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett and everything is post-Empire and pre-First Order, whereas obviously Obi-Wan is sort of overlapping with rebels and stuff like that in that pre-Rebellion
0: era. Mm. You've also got that
1: Rogue One spin-off as well coming out. Um, oh, Cassian.
0: Ka- Cassian. yeah. I hope that's quite dark, because he's he's quite a dark needs character. needs to be. I think it, it does need to be, yeah. just for the way he is, so that that would be quite interesting. Um, And
2: obviously we've got Rogue Squadron Floated, which is about the only movie that's on. That's the only movie that we really have any information on, because is
1: obviously making a film which we don't know anything really about. Yeah. And I think Ryan Johnson is still supposed to be getting his next Star Wars film, which was going to be part of a trilogy. Yeah. Uh, whether that's going to be like episode 10, 11, 12, or if that's going to be like a different trilogy altogether. There is so much potential for the Star Wars franchise, but we still don't know a lot. Because I think, I think they want the TV series to fester first. They want to see how the TV shows go for another year or two. And then they'll go, right, this the films we're going to bring out. And then, um, you know, they'll, they'll go from there. I think they'll probably try and weave the TV and film series together, just like what Marvel is looking to do with the MCU.
2: Yeah. Obviously, they got Marvel involved with that anyway because they've got the Darth Vader comics um, on the light on the High Republic stuff. They've got two or three series tying into that, and in addition to the one that's launched this month,
0: Marvel Star Wars crossover here we come! The Guardians of the Galaxy bump into a Superstar Destroyer, and shenanigans oh. happen.
1: You know, there is some good MCU stuff that's been coming out in the last few days as well, but um, obviously, we'll talk about it after we've gone through this Star Wars stuff, (laughs)
0: yeah. (laughs) uh, uh, Sarah Michaels on YouTube, hello, hello. Sorry, what were you saying, Jojo? Um,
1: well, obviously, um, MCU is really kicking off now because 2020 was obviously the first year since 2009 um, that we've not had any Marvel Hmm. stuff, so it was quite a Obviously, it couldn't be helped because of pandemic. It's been a been a horrible year, actually, for many people. Um, but next week, on fifteenth, we have finally got one division, which is looking really good. It's looking really fun. Mm. And there has been set photos uh, coming up from Australia. Um, Apparently, like the sets are being built for the new four movie, and it's just been conf- well, it's not been confirmed officially by Marvel, but Karen Gillan, Dave Bautista and Chris Pratt have all landed in Australia to do filming
2: for the new four
1: movie. So basically, we knew the um, the Guardians had to be in there before because that's where...
2: The overlap, going. yeah.
1: Um, uh, Tom Clemente, is already over there as well. So we basically got all the humanoid um, Guardians already over in Australia. Uh, Vin Diesel, I'm assuming, sure is going to be doing his voiceover stuff, same as Bradley Cooper. So they mm. don't have to be there to worry about that side of it. Um, I mean it's looking really good I think um, the only thing I'm fearing is um, I'm not trying to make it sound as much of a downer, but the, the Marvel slate has already been delayed by a year um, in terms of the film so I think given how everything's going at the moment I can either see that they're going to go for a, I think they're even going to do something like what HBO is doing, they're going to either do a, like you know it's available on demand but obviously it's in cinemas as well because cinemas aren't going to be back up to full speed in the next four months Mm. Um, I reckon that's going to be the case for the first few MCU films because I can't see they're going to delay that slate anymore because that's a
2: The thing is to do that they need to really be talking to a lot of of lawyers don't they because of the kickback that HBO got that that Warner got over the um, HBO films Mm. about distribution rights and percentages and that side of things because there was just no consultation was there
1: yeah, because they're now obviously trying, I think, work that deal out with a lot of them. Um, a lot of the directors, including, um, obviously, uh, Denise Villeneuve for... Um, yeah. Because he, he apparently was very upset at the idea of the... Obviously, the whole thing with the streaming. So they're now looking at making sure that everyone on their team gets a gets a payout, obviously, with the, the streaming. Because so, um, this is the thing. A lot of people can't go to the cinema or probably don't want to go cinema for a little while. That's understandable. So... Mm-hmm. Streaming is going to rise. We've seen it with Netflix; they've achieved apparently their highest ever figures. Uh, Disney Plus reached their five-year target within one year. So, not yeah.
0: a do you think happy... we'll see? Do you think we'll see a an end to cinema going?
1: I don't uh... think we'll see cinema. I think it's. I think it's going to be one of the things that it won't become niche, but a lot less people are it, going to.
2: It's going to wind back about twenty, about thirty, or forty years, I reckon to the point where people are it's more of a treat than a regular thing more because of the risk side of things which means that it won't be you know you may see that you're going to have two or three screens instead of like a 10 screen Mm. events and stuff like that and people will go for things that, that are big you know that you really want to see on the big screen rather than you have to go and see it on the big screen or you have to wait for six months
0: like I, I love going to the cinema. I, you know, oh. going go to how always had a thing, you know, cinema. We do it on Wednesdays, have some food, and then we would go to the cinema, and we'd, um, you know, and I, you know, it always going to watch a film, and then coming out, and you know, having that feeling of just like you just been immersed in this sort of mm. this this sort yeah. of story, and it, I always love the feeling of sort of coming out of a cinema, and I, I it would be a massive shame because it's just not the, it isn't the same watching it at home. True. Uh, The thing is that
2: the industry had started to eat itself though and make itself unaffordable for so many people because they kept cranking up the cost of the tickets Mm. and they kept trying to build bigger and bigger complexes and bigger and flashier technologies and stuff. And then people stopped going because they couldn't afford the tickets. And so their response was, well, the the seating's down. So we'll have to raise the cost of the tickets again. Why doesn't anyone turn up? And, Mm the budgets went up for the films, and so to afford the films... <laughs>
1: it's-, it's not just that. Some of these studios have been asking for stupid money, yeah. Um I mean, Disney apparently looked for like a 60% cut of their ticket earnings, whereas most other studios apparently are around about the 30 to 40% range, which, you know, for a cinema that's obviously earning money from the film, but obviously you have to pay so much of it back, Mm. Cinema is basically earning its money mostly off of popcorn, off of yeah like. Do you know what their drink. profit
0: margin is on popcorn? It's like 500, 600%, apparently. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Right.
1: But do you know what? I love that if, um, when I've had like a day off or something from work and, uh, say that like, there's been a new film that's come out, I like to go on a midnight release. I like, you know, getting up to the cinema about half 11 in the evening. And even though I might have had dinner a few hours before, I'll be like, Joe. You know what? I'm going to get a big off bucket of popcorn. I'm going to get a litre drink. I'm like, Joe. You know what? I'm going to park myself. I'm going to be happy. And it gets to that point about halfway through the film. It's like, oh, I really got to it. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm not leaving this screen now. I'm really not going to leave. Yeah. And it's that horrible feeling. It's like, this film's still on for another hour. Now, do I try and sneak out? Or can <laughs> I? <hold laughs> more, or do I have to reuse this cup now? Oh, <laughs> Riff. Yeah. But I and I think that was one of the worst ones was watching Avengers Endgame because um went, <laughs> obviously that was part of a double feature. So you had Infinity War before and then obviously. <laughs> um there was a good gap there, it was about a 45-50 minute gap. In that time, um got up, went to the toilet, got a drink, sat down again, and then like as you like you're chatting, you're sipping, and then like you go, Oh what oh it's 10 two. Oh, do I need to go to the toilet again now? Can I hold it? <laughs> so I know this is a three-hour film that's about to come up. And I think that's worse as well, especially when you're watching a film like a Marvel film. It's the end credits. <coughs> right, I've got to stay to the end credits, because, you know, it's got to be something that's going to be worth watching. But, but, but. And Endgame, Endgame was the worst hold as well, because that was three hours already sitting there. And then as it got to the end, it was like, no, there is no, there is no credit scene. Okay.
0: Um... Endgame, endgame is the only is the only film I've ever gone to see on my own. I've, I I've I've never been to cinema without other people being there and stuff. But, you know, I I, I went the endgame on my own. <laughs> it felt really because I was sitting there on my own.
1: I I couldn't do that. Not for endgame. Oh, um I'll say that yeah. obviously before before lockdown, the last film that I saw um obviously before like the initial first lockdown um, was Sight the Hedgehog. And Obviously, I wanted to go see that film, but I didn't want to go like during the daytime because it's going to be like mostly kids there, and it's a bit weird for a (laughs) thirty-one-year-old. But um, funny enough, there was one night they were showing it at ten o'clock. It was like you know overrated screen, and I was like, perfect. And it was on the biggest screen in my cinema as well, and I was like, this is going to be so good. So got in there, got me a drink, got me popcorn, sat down. I've got in. I was like, this is empty. This is. Just you. There was two thoughts I had in my mind. I thought, one, I know this film has sold out pretty much all the other screenings, but I thought, surely there must be someone else who's going to be coming to watch this film. But I was like, no, it wasn't. And the second thing was, if no one had come in to see this movie, because um, it looks like everything's all done on an automatic schedule, but the film had just played to no one. Yeah. That was my, my thought as well. And I was like, but Joe, you know I loved it. I loved it. It was just so nice. Didn't have anyone talking. Didn't see any phone lights coming on. It was brilliant. I was just sit and Joe. I thought sod it. There's nobody else here. I'm going to go on my the fancy chairs. You know, I'm going to. Oh, I'm going go yeah. to the VIP chair. I'm going to relax. You're
0: going to put your feet up and everything. Whoa,
2: yeah.
1: Exactly.
2: So we, uh-huh. We've had that before. We had that about ten years ago. We were on holiday in Weymouth, and mm-hmm. um, we went in to watch. I can't remember what the film was. It had Ashton Kutcher, and someone else in it. It was just like, dude, it was where's my car? Weather. No, it wasn't that. It was something special, oh, agency type, spy type thing, or something like that. 2010, 2011, some of the time. Something along those lines, yeah. Oh,
1: no,
2: um,
1: we, sorry, I'll speak it. But um, that was um, that was Chris Pine. When
2: yeah. I was thinking of *The sneeze
1: War*.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. not that. Long yeah. Long. But no, I just we we went in and we sat down and we. Okay, someone will be in a second. It's like eight o'clock in the evening. You know, it's not on a Thursday night. So surely someone will be in. And we were halfway in and we were like, no one's coming. Okay, fine. <laughs> it's really funny because we were sat there and people were, members of staff would come in and they'd look and they'd see us and they'd
0: go
1: Okay
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, let's put the projector on no one else is coming
0: <laughs> They have like uh I used to work for a cinema in Manchester briefly and um I'll tell you the reason I left that place but um uh it it's um they had this thing that you have like people that you had like um like afternoon showings and they would have nobody in them but if they saw a couple going in, they had this sort of like signal that they would give to keep an eye on them because the only reason couples would come into the cinema in the middle of the afternoon was to fuck, yeah, basically. And they so they sort of they do that. You hear this? Radio, you'd hear this thing over the radio, and I can't even remember what the the code was. But they do that. You know, it was in the um the audience in Manchester, and they just sort of like. Uh, the, like the hot dog is in the bun the hot yeah. dog is in the... and they, they, they oh. caught somebody who literally was sitting there she was sitting on top of this guy and they oh, just said nice. can you get your clothes on and leave please and they sort of there was just nobody else in the cinema just them and they you know <laughs> that's what they did but I'll, I'll tell you the reason I left. So, like basically uh, me and uh, like my mate John and a few of other others uh, sort of joined the cinema at the same time and we got jobs and um, I got stuck on concessions and I fucking hated it. It was just like, it was grim because what, not only was it hammered, it was like, um, I remember it was my birthday, it was my birthday and I'd requested could I get home early because my girlfriend at the time was coming back from America and I was like, I said, look man, it's my birthday, is there any chance I could leave slightly early so um, I can meet my girlfriend and, you know, it's my birthday. And he went, I'll think about it, and then proceeded to make me deep clean. And I, and deep cleaning is basically where they, you have to go, yeah, strip it down. And they made me do it on my own, on my birthday, when they knew I had, and I I was like, I was raging. I was just like, right, okay. And then I, I sort of dealt with it. (laughs) I was in a concession stand upstairs and I was coming out of the door at the same time. No, I was coming in the door uh, into the back room at the same time a girl was coming out with a big thing of salsa. And she literally just, the door bumped me and it just went everywhere. The salsa just went all over me, all over the the ceiling everything oh, I went that's God. it I'm done I'm not doing this anymore it's just like fuck this so I quit it's just like I'm, I'm not having this anymore it's just like I can't deal with it it's just like yeah. it's, that's, <laughs> the thing the worst that's thing pretty is, grim yeah the worst thing is like my mate uh, uh, this girl and I can't remember her name but she ran off to get him and like him and all the others are like sitting there looking at me like proper like high school sort of thing you know I'm covered in salsa and like there's all these people just sitting there pointing and laughing at me and I'm like, I am not impressed right now. <laughs> so, yeah, that was. Bubble, bubble. You know. They
1: say, so like, they were going up to you with Nacho's going there.
0: Maybe. Like, it, it was Grim Man. I, I, yeah, I, oh, I, I uh. hate it. I think, You know, it had its plus sides because if it was busy, you, know, you could sit there and you could watch films. Like, if you're cleaning screens and stuff, you could sit there and you watch films, and, you know, that was sort of, you know, that was good. And, you you know, you did get sort of like free films, but it was just. You know it wasn't paid very well and it was really thankless and you know it was yeah I wasn't yeah wasn't something I overly enjoyed and stuff and it's not what you think you think you get a bit like my mates they sort of carried on they had a bit more sticking power than I did and they got to work in payroll and stuff so they got to sit in an office and sort of just count money and stuff and uh you know they loved they loved it but whereas I was just like no I'm not dealing with this. I'm, I've still got the salsa smell everywhere, and apparently they oh, said oh, to me oh, oh, oh. that like for year for like like a year afterwards the salsa stains were still on the ceiling where <laughs> I've been. It's just like Jesus Christ. Right. Like, That's right. not a line you hear very often, isn't it? The salsa stains on the ceiling. Yeah, the salsa stains on the ceiling. But yeah, so I've got a lot. I've got a lot of respect for people, and it's also because you get you, you get you know it's just customers like. I've, I've worked in insurance for a while and so I could deal with Johnny Public um, every now and again and you do get some, some absolute right jobs worths and stuff and, <laughs> um, you know, I remember writing uh, a statement um, for a lady and uh, I sent it out to her to sort of kind of sign and see if it was, everything was okay. and. And she came back with the most pernickety things, like, oh, I didn't do this. It wasn't a, I don't know, it was like, it was something other, it was roundabout, but it wasn't, She and she said it was, it's the same thing, but it was, she had a different word for it, and she was literally, and picked, or something. yeah, and it was just annoying, because she, like, she was getting really annoyed, and she phoned up and complained to my boss, and I was just like, oh. God. And it's just like, why are you being, and says, you just have to, you just have to take it on the chin. That's like, I, I'm patient. I understand this. It's just annoying. And and the public can be so, so. Oh God. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and when I was, when you're dealing with like hundreds of them and if you're not sort of like, if you're on your own and mm. you know, and then in the, in the yeah. cinema, especially they drop they threw you in a deep end and stuff, it was literally right. Here you go. Here's some quick training and go. And you oh, know, yeah. if things broke, that was it. You, yeah. you, you had to deal with it, and it was so hard. And I was just like... Dude, I have 15 years in retail, including running
2: departments, and 5, 12, 13 years experience in, in tech support.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, p- yeah, people can be shit. <laughs> the Slipknot song Very is much, like, yeah. people equal shit sometimes. It's just... Oof. It was just sometimes, like... Yeah. Yeah. It has its high
2: tide. So They put me on shift running um, as floor manager every Monday for about two months, because that's when all the managers would have their... Um, they're meeting together where they'd be told off for not hitting their targets, and someone came in once and said, "I hate to say this, but um I think that you might need to get someone to go and clean up in the car park." Who was that? It goes, "Well, this guy pulled up in a, a pickup truck, and as he pulled away, something dropped out from underneath it. I think it might be a deer's leg." Oh, and I was like, <laughs> "Pardon?" She said, "A deer's leg." <laughs> Obviously, we're in the where we are. We're in the middle of the South Downs National Park down here, and so. um I went and found the cleaner that was on a girl called Katie that i going quite well with. And I said, right, so you want you know that I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm the manager at the moment. She said, yep. So I'm in charge, yep. So I need you to get some rubber gloves. And I need you to get an, about four or five black bags. Why? I'm not telling you you need to come with me. We need to go outside to the car park. Why? I'm not telling you because you won't go. Come along. Then I'm not going. If you don't come, I'm going to put you under my arm because you're like five foot two. <laughs> and I'm going to carry you out there. And as we were walking out, she goes, what is it? Go and tell me. And I told her, and she went, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and i stood there and said off you go she goes can't you do it no you're the cleaner you're the one who gets paid the big bucks i hate you
0: <laughs> oh man
2: i it think it was grim they'd obviously hit something and it had got caught up in like suspension uh... or something
0: oh oh yeah no that was not good No, no. Oh, no
2: it's the glamour it's the glamour I, I, there's you like know. you
0: know and i I've, i'm very sort of um people who work in retail like i have a lot of respect for especially in in you know Anybody who sort of has to deal with that sort of thing, so I'm very mindful about sort oh, of being God. polite to even if they fuck up. I'm very sort of like, you know, I've been in that position, so I'm very patient and, uh, with them, and it's like, it's fine, don't worry about it. Um, but I used to hate, like, I remember it was, uh, the, the new that sort of the prequel trilogy was coming out, I think it was the uh, Revenge of the Sith, and I'd sort of started working, and they, um, they gave, like in their defense they gave us a, uh, an early screening of it so we could see it and I was like oh that was awesome so we got we got to see it early but I was st- stuck on what they called Nest Cafe which was this like little sort of like cafe downstairs in this in the Printworks of Manchester on my own having never not been there for very long and um, you know. It, it was like stupid things. Like it was coffees and things like that. And it was like, everybody's really picky about their coffees and stuff like that. So I was getting grief <laughs> from that. And then it was just, they were playing Star Wars music over and over and over and <laughs> over again. And I was just like, I love Star Wars, but this is killing me right now. I just want to die. <laughs> I was just like, this is not making me um, happy.
2: Everyone has Ye- their limits.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Years ago when um, when I was working over Christmas, one of the um, boards that we had at our job um, had a sensor on it. Every time you walked past it, it kept doing, um, we w- we wish you a Merry Christmas. Oh, and okay. um, my manager at the time, she was adamant that it had to stay on all the time. So every person that walked past, every person that walked past your front door, set it off. And hearing that every minute for eight hours a day, really fucked your brain over. Let's just put it that way. Um, every opportunity we got, say I was going out to grab a coffee or something, I flip the switch, I go out. About 10, 15 minutes, fine. But as soon as my manager noticed, and yeah, you because know, she's just evil, she went back, flipped it back on. And then as I've come walking back in, it started going off again. I'm like, oh, uh, not again. <laughs> um, and do you know what? This was for about four weeks. And she said, like, no, this is Christmas campaign. This has to stay on over Christmas. It's <laughs> so like, no, it doesn't. I said, it's a six foot tall bald. They can see it. it's advertising stuff for Christmas. They don't need to know anything else. Um And I swear that the day that it was over, we went. Um, we had a couple of days off, so we was back in on the 27th. And I remember that morning, uh, me and my mate Richard, we basically just said, "Right, before we do anything else, I said we need to go and get that ball that And no lie, we took it. We ran to the back into our car park, and we basically just office spaced that. <laughs> we, we threw it to the floor. We smashed it up. With bats. We smashed the it up. With in the the We were stamping on it and everything. And I never felt such joy in my life. I was like, <laughs> I, was like I feel so figurative. Let's burn this face down. I was like, no, better not do that. Um, <laughs> it like, but it was like, you know, for four weeks, this thing, every single time someone went past and it just drove you mad. And you know, some people going, "Oh, that's so nice. You know, it's so quirky." It's like, no, it's not. It's a load of shit. We've had enough of it.
0: Um, I we had oh. um, in my my old my my office where, where I work now. Obviously, I work from home quite a lot now, and I'm kind of hoping i to get the work from home pretty much indefinitely because I'm not really needing the office. Um, but um, when you're in the office, it's in it's in the center of Manchester, and round Christmas time. Um, you know, there was always buskers, and they were always playing Christmas songs and stuff. And we le, li- uh, our we lived our office is in the uh, Royal Exchange, and so it's like the windows are obviously... The building is obviously listed and the you you can't do anything with the windows, so you could hear everything. So it was literally... Because oh, all you would hear is these buskers doing stuff over and over and over again. I was getting to the point where they were really <coughs> just winding everybody up. And there was this one busker and I feel really... I feel bad about it now, but at the time he pushed me to the limit to the point where I was so... I was just like, this guy needs to go. um. So I... He, he was like he'd come back all the time, and he'd always have the same place he'd stand near the MS and uh, across way from us. And you know, I'm I'm you know having been you know a musician who's been in a band. I'm in mean, a lot of respect for people you know who want to start somewhere and who want to sort of you know become something. You know, I I've got a lot of patience and tolerance for bands who aren't great if they they're trying. But if I have to listen to you every day, all the time, and it's has de- been a detriment to my my sanity and to my work, then I was just like, right, that's it. And everybody in the office did the same thing. There was this guy. All we called him was monotone guy, and all it was because he would sing the same songs, but they all sounded like the same song. I was like, uh, uh, uh. there was no there was no highs or lows. It was just the same thing, and I was just like, right, I've had enough. And they're like, what are you going to do? I was like, I don't care. I've, I've had enough. So I walked out. I came out of the office. <laughs> I walked out. I wrote him a note. I wrote him a note. I folded it up. I walked past him. I looked at him and I threw it into his, I threw it into his, like, um, his busker's thing, which was empty, by the way. he was bad. You know, it, it was empty. And, and then I walked in and everybody went, what did you do? And I just said, I wrote him a note and I said, I appreciate that, you know, everybody has to start somewhere. And I i i applaud you for standing in front of people to learn your craft. But one, learn how to sing. And two, stop singing in front of my bloody, my bloody office because you're putting everybody off. And apparently, the guy Aww. said, uh, my mates sort of were looking down and they saw this guy pick it up and... He, he sort of kind of opened up the thing, uh, and then he sort of kind of looked around him, and then he he packed up his case and walked off, and I was just like, oh, oh I feel really bad now, but he had to go, because he was winding everybody up, But and I have a lot of respect for this, he sort of moved, he just moved down the road, and sort of carried on, I was like, alright, fair days, but it was just like, he was so annoying. And to be honest, he didn't come back for a long time. And then one day I was walking past, and I saw him, and he had a guitar this time. So he was singing badly i'm playing guitar <laughs> and i was like so, oh, so, hang on, hang
1: on. so the first time that he was performing in what was it just like an audio track that was playing yeah the he back? just
0: had a really he had a like a backing track they had this oh, habit of sort good. of kind of co- wheeling in these um like speakers with like oh, uh, God, yeah, it was like karaoke ba- but you know karaoke and the thing is or, you know in manchester or, you get some really good sort of like some really good talented buskers and stuff but this guy wasn't one of them and i you know in my letter it you know, in my letter and what i said to him i said like man you know know it, you, you, if you're going to do this in front of people you've got to practice and you have, you know and it's just like i know having been in a band and thinking you can just go out and play you're just going to get up to shreds you know and it's just like you need to learn and this guy's range was horrible it was so bad and it was just like i couldn't deal with it, it was really putting me off of work and he had to go i was just like i need to do this now because nobody else is going to do it and they got to the point where they were getting so frustrated in the office that they built double like triple glazed windows over the old windows so wow. the, the sound wouldn't come in and stuff oh, wow. so this guy they
2: built a wall inside the wall yeah they built a the wall inside the, the
0: wall, wall this to, to keep the sound out and it was just like oh, it was glazed, just because of this busker but um yeah <laughs> i don't know and obviously i've not been back in ages and stuff uh and i doubt he'll be listening to this oh, but um I, I i feel bad that you know i i crushed some young child sort of dream of... But I was uh, going to
1: say, when you wrote the note, you didn't put your details down, no, did you? I, no, I didn't. Yeah, I just, look, I just, I just say, sort of... <laughs> please don't do it. my building. Signed. <laughs> off Geek Pride. Follow us on Facebook
0: and Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, he had, a, he had a, like, a little sign for Facebook and for Facebook and things like that, and I was just like, I'm going to follow this, and I'm going to tell him that he's shit. Oh, and he's winding me up. But it's just like, I'm not that sort of guy in any way. I'm not. You know, I'm very, very, a lot of my I know, I've been told I have the patience of a saint. I'm very, very mellow and sort of it's, it takes a lot to sort of get me sort of riled Everyone up. Everyone has limits. Yeah, and it, that was it. Limits. I'd broken. I was just like, I can't deal with this guy singing the same song <laughs> over and over and over again and it was just like and, and they're meant to have limits you're not allowed to be in the same place for, for ages and it's not as bad if the band are good but he wasn't he was so bad and it was just like oh you know at least when he was, he had his guitar he wasn't a bad guitarist I guess but he's just like he was still singing the same way and he had a mate with him and his mate was a better singer but he kept on sort of butting in and I was like let your mate sing you just play the guitar and let your mate sing because he's better and it was just like yeah so There was, um,
1: over the last year, you know, people obviously do things for trying to entertain, trying to, you know, trying to alleviate the boredom instead of, you know, obeying the stay at home rule because you know, how difficult is that? You know, um, there was an old boy around um, where I was working literally all day. He would go around on his motorized scooter. He had this massive like two foot speaker on the front of it. And, um, he was blaring out all these tunes. Um, the first day, it was like a Lionel Richie wall of hits. So, you know, you had dancing on the ceiling. You had hello. Hearing hello about
0: 150 people
1: <laughs> is really awkward. It's really horrible to hear it. Um, <laughs> say you, say me is really weird. And he even has a little microphone as well. So he's like singing on to every third or fourth word. You, me, together. <laughs> yeah, it was like, and then the next day, He's, he's going up and down again, but he's playing so solid, crew. It was like, <laughs> how does that even match? And then a day later, it was the hits of Simon and Garfunkel. And then <laughs> the day after, it was Kylie.
0: And then I love crazy guys like that. I love people like that who oh are just sort gosh, of
1: just doing this for about eight hours a day, just going <laughs> up and down our high street. And our high street is not that big. It's the, <laughs> It's about 60, 70 metres. So he's doing this back and forth all day. And we're thinking, that scooter's got to run out of power or something at some point. (laughs) I was really wondering, how can it be going for that long? So uh, cheeky bastard, there's there's an electrical plug um, behind about two or three shops along from where I work. And they've got an outside plug. He was going, they're charging it up twice a day. That's why he never left. (laughs) (laughs) He's plugged it in. And he's just like waiting for it to drink stuff <coughs> and he's doing it all over again. Um and then oh my god, even then like some some guy then was joining him said, Oh, um, yeah, can I do a bit of bit of singing for you? And he's like fucking doing like freestyle rapping in the in the shopping
0: centre. It's like there's what? a guy there's a guy in Manchester, uh and it's it's not, it's slightly off topic, but there's a guy in it you know when you we do it like you got loads of buskers and people and you kind of got the you, you get you kind of get used to um uh you get to know them as you're you're sort of going into town and stuff um there's a guy who plays uh his guitar like a violin and he plays beautiful 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 stuff uh and then there's like uh there's a couple of rasta um there's one that's really odd it's it's fronted by like this sort of like white guy and he's got the most Rasta voice ever. The really good, really good sort of Rasta band. Um uh and he speaks like he sings so it's like yeah you, you know it's sort of like so I'm not sure if he's actually I think he's from Manchester to be honest, but you know he's just really into his sort of his Rasta music and stuff. Um but there's this um there's this guy. He's not really a busker. He he dresses up like there's two of them actually there's one he dresses up as either mario or darth vader and he plays either mario songs or star wars songs on a keyboard and that's it and (laughs) it's not even great it's all right but it's just funny because that's what he does and then there's another guy who he 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 gets his is uh the karaoke thing and he dresses up as deadpool but it's like a really shit sort of uh, store-bought sort of Deadpool outfit yeah. and he and then he just dances around as Deadpool and he gets so many people like like so many people surrounding him and it's like the dance moves aren't even sort of brilliant because you can see like there's some really good dancers and stuff you, you see sort of kind of doing like you know all kinds of cool sort of like you know uh like break dancing and sort of like all kinds of cool stuff uh and this guy's just sort of being Deadpool and sort of moving his feet around, <laughs> he's surrounded by people with cameras and things. And I'm just like, What? I don't understand, I don't get it. It's just so, really odd so,
1: saying that. That reminds me, um, years ago when I first, um, I, I used to work in Brentwood years ago. Um, anyone who is aware of the really horrible reality show, The Only Way is Essex, they film a lot of that in Brentwood, um, and so on the high street where I used to work, they used to obviously film quite regularly. So you see them all going around with the cameras. You see like the parade of people following them. And I remember the first time it happened, they were doing this little promo thing. So they kept playing music at and like they're having them walking down the high street and they're like like, walking Mm -hmm. past the Sugar Hut Club. They're doing all this. like it's like, you know, all this promo stuff. And I thought, what's going on over there? Obviously, I wasn't really that fussed. I was just like, you know, I'm just... Doing a bit of shopping, I thought, you know, what I thought was there like a flash mob thing going on over there? Is there a, a band or something? Is there some? Is this some advertising? like I thought I didn't know what was happening. Um, I came out of the shop afterwards, and it's like there's it about 500 600 people all gathered around and they're even like in the middle of the road. So the traffic has stopped now. Traffic can't even go back and forth on this high street. And I thought, what the fuck is going on? This has got to be something quite major. I looked over there, and um, Like trying to wade through and you see like there's like these five or six people like like, you know so much fake tan on them that they look like they were going to blend into the sand that was all laid on the floor (laughs) because some reason they had sand on the high street because they thought that was a great thing to do um and they're all outside this club they're all like they're all going yeah you want to come here don't you it's like the fuck is going on here and obviously this is before it's actually began this is before they obviously had launched the first episode, right. and it was, was like, "I said, what's this for?" And um, someone went, "Oh, it's for a very, it's for a new TV show." I went, "Oh, okay." I said, "Is it?" I said, "Is it supposed to be a comedy or something?" And they went, uh, "Oh, we know it's a reality show." I went, "I said, reality show with with, with them."
0: A bit of judgmental, just... Jojo. John- you know, they're no. people too. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: but, um... One of them, like one of the cameramen set, shouted out saying, um, saying, oh, can you go to the left of so-and-so? And they go, which way's left?
0: Yeah, it's it's hard, uh, to, as much as you try to be, you know, everybody's their own person, but it, yeah, I, I there's walked, some really yeah, thick so I stuff.
1: Away, I walked away, and obviously I didn't think about anything of it then. But a month or so later, um see all the adverts coming up on, on ITV, and I was like, I, know, I, I saw this, I'm sure this is what I saw the other day and then like you know for about a month or two obviously they were filming i think concurrently as they were showing it they were trying to obviously capture the the live side of things and um i was in um uh, costa coffee i was uh, uh, having my lunch break with um one of my work friends and we were just chatting and a couple of them came in and like they they said oh yeah sorry just everyone that natural we just um we just want to get a few shots to of so and so and so and so, just to just to obviously um, you know let them just just don't give attention to them. They're just normal people. They're just trying to have a normal interaction. I thought, right, okay. About eight or nine takes of this one scene of them trying to trying to talk about getting a new handbag. I was like, yeah, this is real life, isn't it?
0: This yeah, is I, I've never understood stuff. the whole the whole toy thing where it, it's uh, meant to be reality, but it's still scripted in a way, and it's just like I don't. It,
1: it was so awkward because it was like every time like you know you try to have a chat with someone yeah one of these guys like sort of like nudging you almost as they're trying to get the boom mic over it's like no joe i'm i'm out of it this is this is absolute bollocks but nine takes of them trying to talk about buying a handbag it's like oh god who cares who cares seriously seriously you know tv at that point have really suffered this was before we got the golden age of like game of thrones this is before breaking bad really blew up this is before we got all the massive tv shows that we need this is when you know reality tv had taken over and they thought this was the next best thing and i thought this is god awful who in their right mind thought this was a good idea to make a show of this and even today i still can't understand how shows like that are being made now people can even honestly believe that it's real no. It's just
0: because of the, the you, I, like my my ex used to like, one uh, well, it used to like still probably likes, um, you know all the dating programs and all of the reality stars, you know especially the celebrity ones, and the celebrity ones are invariably filled with people from Thai and and, and things like that, and um, you know if
2: someone phones up and says, "Will you?" Yes. Yeah, and and it's <laughs>
0: like you, you you listen to them and they are they're they're either completely up their own arse or they're as thick as pig shit but there's something about them and even like I've been sort of I've watched them in this sort of morbid curiosity because you're just like you're just like what are these people real are they are they real are they you know it's just like it's mad but I suppose that's what I suppose that what it is it's car crash tv it's just like you know it's you know it's why it's why i'm kind of gutted that tw- that uh, that trump doesn't have a twitter at <laughs> twitter anymore cuz it was just like this is car crash stuff man this here hey
1: he's, he wants to make his own social media now don't he so you
0: know
1: find uh, plenty of things that he's going to do in the future when
0: yeah. he's tweet if, he if he doesn't get thrown in jail but yeah there you go so
2: and if he can find you might do it with cuz no one wants to deal with him anymore even Deutsche bank have dumped him yeah well yeah good
0: riddance like i say yeah. good riddance um so, yeah. <laughs> oh dear! But, but. say about
1: this, like with Car Crash TV. Um, I, I I find that most reality shows I can avoid. I can just think, yeah, you know, the absolute load of tosh. And I find that the only two shows, like reality shows, that I will watch and I actually really enjoy, and I don't know why. Uh, Come dine with me is one of them.
0: Yep. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah.
1: But then I I love that just for the little petty arguments. I oh mean, God! So it, it, it's the
0: it's the it's the commentator. It's the guy just sort of like ripping them. Oh,
1: <laughs> Yeah. Is absolutely fantastic. And then you've got the um the only other yeah the only other one and it, it is absolute tosh. It is absolute rubbish. But I really do enjoy the Masked Singer.
0: Don't I don't think, oh know, God. I, Don't I, think it's, I've it's, ever seen
1: it. Weird, it. from wrong, but it's fun. <laughs> It's addictive TV. It's so horrid to watch, but it's based
2: on like a Korean cult. concept, which says an awful lot. Yeah. <laughs> the Korean
0: one had Ryan Reynolds in it. Apparently, apparently Ryan Reynolds. Is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I've not, I've not. Wa- I don't watch to Be honest, uh, at the minute, I don't watch a lot of TV. I just watch series on Netflix and on um, on Amazon. We're, we, I love we wa-
2: them. We're on Netflix as well. That's the best thing. <laughs>
0: yeah. I watched. Um, what do we watch? We watched. Uh, well, I I am a bit of a sucker for costume dramas for some reason. I like like we watched uh, Bridgerton we watched Bridger, uh, Bridgerton uh on Netflix. Yeah. yeah, which is it's it's like it's costume drama but it's made it's like completely over the top and yep. they've just sort of they've done they've made no historical sort of um play whatsoever. It's sort of loosely based in the sort of 19th century 18 sort of 12 13 time and um it's just like completely over the top but it's a good romp, and uh, where my girlfriend who enjoyed that, um, I started uh, making her watch Downton Abbey uh, again because <laughs> like like I, I I like Downton Abbey, and uh, so we started watching that again and uh, she started off just not being interested and now she's like sh- she's crying and she's shouting at the screen and she's being oh, really God. getting really invested in it and she's like why fucking thomas <laughs> you know getting really annoyed with him it's like why is he you know <laughs> born? And she's All like, right. wait till you get to the film and you tell her there's no more yeah, She'll die. It. yeah. She'll absolutely die. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> she's getting really frustrated at the minute because obviously, uh, and spoiler alert: if you've not watched Don't *Downton Abbey*, but uh, Matthews died, and uh, she's just like, "Oh my god, you know, I don't want to watch this anymore." And then it's just sort of carried on, and she's getting annoyed with Thomas because he's being a shit bag, and uh, it's just <laughs> like, yeah. so again, I, I said yeah.
1: before, the only as <laughs> I said before, the only <laughs> *Downton Abbey* I've watched is the film, and yeah. so on that side. I had to watch it mainly due to obligation that my girlfriend and me have this idea that, you know, we always pick a film each when we do go cinema. So she'll pick one. And then the next time we go out, I'll pick and then we work it that way. So, and I did promise. So I went, yeah, you know, down now, but yeah, let's go and watch it. That's fine. I thought, oh, maybe she'll forget about it. Literally the day it came out, are you booking that ticket? Uh, yeah. Okay. I'll <laughs> Good. You're booking it Sunday. We're going to watch it this Sunday. I went, Okay. A are series. you sure it's going to be on? Yes, of course it's going to
0: be on. What are you talking about? I'm stupid. Right, like, the um, series is good. The series is good. I sort of, historically, some of it, I, th- I I could sort of say, yeah, that's probably kind of what it was like. But I think there there's certain things um, which they sort of, they sniff at within the series, like homosexuality and currently there, there's a, uh, a person of color on the, uh, on it and they're like, they're being a bit iffy about him and stuff. Um, Cause obviously back in those days, you know, they, yeah. you know, but it's just like, they're still very like, you know, like Barrow, who's one of the, the footmen, he's gay and everybody knew he was gay and stuff. And, um, you know, he does something and then they sort of kind of stick up for him. And I'm just like, I, as much as that, I feel that makes me feel good that they did. It's like, would they have though? Or would they have just thrown him to the wolves and like, you know, you know, how
1: much of modern day things get Yeah. The
0: modern day morality would have sort of kind of got up and stuff. And it's just sort of like, do you know, do you know what I liked about uh, um, Bridgerton was the fact that you had like the queen, um, uh, was a person of color? Uh, the the, oh. the 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 duke was as well, and they didn't care. They just sort of made it as outrageous as the time, and you, I think they did it on purpose just to sort of piss off those people who go, yeah. "Oh, that that wouldn't have happened in these times. They wouldn't have done this." This sort of you know, Midsummer Murders people who went, "A black gentleman in Midsummer Murders? Never. That would never happen." And stuff. It's just like I like that, and it, you know, <laughs> as much as the historical side of me. I understand certain arguments about things like this wouldn't have happened they wouldn't have done this blah 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 um, but I kind of like where they just go fuck it and they just throw <clears throat> everything in because it was just it became it it just became something you could watch without having to feel like you were you were there was sort of a a, a minefield in front of you a politically correct minefield in front of you so Bridgerton was really good really enjoyable I enjoyed that a lot um, and and Don for for its for its you know its flaws and stuff is is very enjoyable and stuff and it, it it's kind of like I think somebody described it as like it's a soap opera a costume soap opera in a way and yeah it is it it it's, it can be quite bleak at times but yeah it's quite enjoyable worth a watch
1: I, I think idea. a lot of these are, I was just gonna say I think a lot of these things in terms of like um you know, TV shows really do seem to embrace um. People of color—they really do see, seem to embrace um, different sexuality now. I find a lot of that is due to Russell T. Davies, because a lot of his work—if um, you look at Queer as Folk, that was obviously a massive hit at the time. Yeah. Uh, Doctor Who—he never shied away from. Um, oh, squeak! Sorry, oh, squeak. <laughs> I've, got,
0: my, yeah, I've got like my, my dog I is so, destroyed. I think.
1: His He's like I have something to say.
0: Um, <laughs> Sorry, Jojo. Um, carry on.
1: But also, but, um, <laughs>
0: But anyway, Doctor... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate. I won't do it again. I won't do it, I promise. <laughs> it's because I can't see you on this one. Um,
1: right, so on Doctor Who, obviously, Rusty Davies never shied away from um, different terms of sexuality. And one of the biggest parts of that was uh, Captain Jack Harkness. This was a character who basically, in the final episode of C- series one of Doctor Who, um, obviously Christopher Eccleston's series, You see him literally kiss Rose as he thinks he's about to die. And then he kisses the doctor. It's just like, everyone's just like, okay, that's done. I remember seeing some of the comments on, um, I think it was like digital spy website going, hang on, how can this man kiss another man? This is weird. And then like 10 other people going, "Um, I didn't notice anything wrong. What are you on about? And then it was like um, in the Stephen Moffat era, you had um, the Silurian who um, the female Silurian who was in a lesbian relationship with the Victorian woman.
2: It was like woman uh, from the dormant time, of time, her lesbian lover and their potato. That's it. Yes. Um, <laughs> and even, um, what was it in the, um, first Matt Smith
1: series, you had, um, queen Elizabeth the 10th, who was, um, a, a black woman. And it was just like, it was just like, they just went, you know, this is, this is, it. This, it. this is, this, yeah, that's it. You know, what's, uh, what's the concern uh, it was like there's no concern you know this is this is how it should be it should just be normal it shouldn't have to be people going well hang on why are they doing this it's like well no just just accept that it is because you know what what's it gonna do what's it gonna offend what's it gonna really do anything wrong nothing it's just saying that you know there are other situations apart from straight people white people all around the place you are allowed to have things different because that is how life is
2: and, you know, and you're not, you're not uh, even exactly including it. Peter Capaldi standing on a rooftop, shouting at OT T-Rex, "Come here, you big sexy woman." Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> or yeah, so this, this is this is just this is just it. There is so much I think in terms of like Dot Two. I think like what, I think what Dot Two did this this time around is kind of what Star Trek did back in the sixties. There were certain things that they were able to do which you wouldn't have seen in any other TV show. And they kind of made it the norm. One of the big things was that the crew of Star Trek, obviously you had Uhura, who was a black woman. You had Sulu, who was obviously an Asian man. It was like, many people used to think, well, hang on, we've never seen a show like this before, which is weird. But it's like, you know, it shouldn't be weird. And they're throwing
2: a Russian as well, at the height of the Gold War. Yes. Oh,
1: yeah, that as well, yes. And you had the sort
0: of first interracial sort of kind of... um, on screen kiss as well between yes. um Kirk and uh um yeah yeah,
1: I, I like. yeah but that's always really that's always one of my favourite bits of future armor when um, they say about doing things that are brave and the show nickel goes uh, yeah in the third season I had to kiss Shatner <laughs> so, <that's laughs> okay. and that is just one of my favourite lines ever in a cartoon
2: as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh dear. yeah Mind I, you, John Joe, you saying about um uh, reality series you like. If you like um, Come dine With Me, uh, try for a, another guilty secret,
0: Four In A Bed. Oh, I like Four <laughs> In A Bed as well. Yes, yeah, that's right. Well. <laughs> I like Four <laughs> In A Bed too. So
2: it's just the backstabbing. It's hilarious yeah, it obvious.
1: On, you know, that was actually on yesterday. Um, yesterday afternoon, I didn't really feel like doing anything, so I put it on Channel 4, and I did watch, because when they show it, they show all the episodes. Doing my they show it
2: back to back in a block. yeah. 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 yeah,
1: yeah. And, and there was just this couple, this woman who just like, literally every time she went to a hotel she's like yeah um yeah no the room smells damp it's like well no the room doesn't smell damp. the room's like not- well it smelled damp to me and then the next one's going well there's a load of spider webs and there's a load of cobwebs in here and it's like well, yeah you're you're in a
0: field this is gonna happen yeah, it's like
1: i've seen that yeah, one yeah not- yeah but oh it was it was glorious and the i thing love is, things like- you, know,
0: the- you get you, you get the fact that they probably won't pick normal people to be on this. They just want the people to, who you're assholes. Oh, yeah. they, and they it's like... They
2: the decent people unless they're going to put them in there as, an, as a gratuitous sacrifice. Yeah, and that's it. And, and you always... If you get the three worst assholes yeah. and you put the nice person as the last person they're going to visit, knowing they're going to get absolutely shredded. Uh, and Imagine
1: they're reading all the TripAdvisor reviews and they go, oh, this person got one star of five and was called to see you next Tuesday. Yes, we've got to have this person on. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> And it's just, it is <laughs> mad, but it's just the fact that you get them and they completely, they know they're just trying to sabotage things and they still, oh. you know, they've got it in the back of their mind that they're being sort of honest and they're trying to be sort of thing. And it's just like, you just, you're horrible people. <laughs> it's like, I wonder what they feel when they watch it back. You know, when they watch these things back and stuff, do they kind of go, oh yes, um, you know, I, I was right. Or do they think, oh, I look like a bit of a, bit of a tit now doing that. Yeah. They probably
2: convince themselves that they're
0: just being... That, that it's, it's the fault of the program makers
2: making them look bad when they know exactly what they were doing, really.
0: Well, apparently, like, I, I, um... I saw something apparently come down with me is it's it's meant to be quite grueling apparently when they film it um oh. no it's you, apparently the taxi ride isn't even their taxi their taxi home they just put them in a taxi and drive them around <coughs> in a circle so they can do the thing and then they sort of leave them yes. off and um I heard about yeah yeah and apparently like the they do stuff like the crew uh, allegedly uh will sabotage things to make it sort of more interesting and stuff, so things will go wrong because the crew'll do stuff just to make it go wrong and stuff. And uh...
1: imagine this: when it's someone's day to obviously host, they've got that camera crew in their house all day, watching every move they make. So when they go out to do their shopping to go and get the food, when they're doing all the preparations, they're getting the house ready, they're getting themselves ready. They've got that camera crew there all day. Imagine how that must feel. You know, every time you go, out, it's like, "Oh shit, you're still there." Um,
0: I always think out. what what I would cook if I was doing sort of come down with me, but it's just like, oh, well then. I don't, well, I don't know. See, because I I I enjoy cooking, but I have a mm. very sort of like like I like sort of like Spanishy types stuff, so I like paellas and I like um like well they're Mexican like <laughs> fajitas and I like uh but I like rice dishes, um okay. and it's like what 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 would I do and stuff? And I think I might do tapas. I'd probably do tapas. I think some sort of tapas because it would be a lot of little sort of small things that people could try out. My problem is when I make stuff, I make lots of it. There's no portion control. It's literally, (laughs) I just throw stuff in until it tastes nice and there's loads of it. So when I make paellas, there's like two pans worth of it because I've overcompensated. It's like, (laughs) well, it says to put three cups of this in. Let's put five in. Boom, boom, boom. And then you just Three cups
2: and I'm going to get one of those really tall, tough coffee mugs that's yeah. like the length of your
0: arm, yeah. yeah.
2: That's okay. It's about the right size, isn't it? Yeah, you know, and I'm,
0: I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm an alright cook, I think, but I'm not. I'm not the best. And I just sort of like, I, it's, I don't know. I, I sit there and think, what would by, what would my uh, what would my entertainment be? know, it would just be like, you know, oh. you know, what what what, what would You'd I, have I do? Set you? again.
1: You'd have to get the guitar
0: out, would you? Said again. You'd have to get the guitar out. Yeah, but the thing where... is, I'm not. I don't. I'm really. It, it's weird oh, it being be yeah yeah kids. <laughs> i could do something like that i guess being in about this is the one thing that this is like a, back in the day when i was single um one of my mates was just like oh we're going to get you on we're going to get you on um what's it called uh like, yeah. take me out yeah we're going to get you on take me out okay, and i was like well. no no and, it, and and i'll tell you why i'm not going on take me out it's because i'm not i'm not a bad looking fella Um, and I I know I could keep a few girls lights on but what would happen is initially I'd walk on to some sort of some pretty good sort of you know rock music or something ACDC or something like that yeah a few people would turn the lights off Um, I'd sort of uh, get through the first round all right maybe sort of three or four would turn the lights off as soon as they either brought my mates in or as soon as they showed my <laughs> massive collection of Lord of the Rings figures or Peaches. something like that, yeah. it would literally just go, "Right," <laughs> and I'd be there all by yourself and walking <laughs> off on my own. Or I'd be left with a super crazy nerd, and I have no problem with nerds, but it's always the super crazy one who's left. He just he's like, "I'm not turning off for anybody because I want a holiday," and I would just be like, uh. <laughs> "Gosh, <laughs> so I wouldn't want that to happen." So yeah, but I, what I, I would never be went your on.
1: If you did, because um, we tried that with one of my mates, we said, because uh, he always kept moaning, saying that he was always the single one, that he was never getting anywhere. So we said, oh, um, yeah, we'll do an application for you. And he's like, no, no, don't do that. I'm like, well, I wish she told us we already uh, did apply. And, um, you yeah, know, we'd done this years ago and we completely forgot about it. Um, but a year later, there was actually a reply to it. Really? saying uh, Yeah, yeah. Do you know what that and it actually said... Um, because obviously it was for me mate, but I couldn't remember his email address, so I'd obviously put my email, and I completely forgot about it. And I went it, and it was like, um, dear Ian, you are selective of, um, please get in contact as soon as possible. We'd like to feature you on our next series of, of Take Me Out. And um, <laughs> I told him about it, and I said, um, Ian, you know that you <coughs> didn't want to be on? I said, well, they actually want you to go on there. And he literally said to me, if you send in, if you tell him I'm going to do it, he said, I am going to fucking scream. I am going to kill you. And I went, oh, so shall I tell him that's a no then? (laughs) But what we didn't know was that another one of my mates had sent another application for another show. And, um, he got, he got accepted for that as well, but he, he said no to it. Um, and, this was obviously we'd been drinking the night. Obviously we'd done these applications, but I didn't realise my mate had done another one. And I said, oh, "What's the one?" And he said, um, "He said, oh, um, I sent him in for naked attraction."
0: Oh man, that is just. That was- oh god, no. naked attraction, man. I yeah, that is just. Why would you do that to yourself? It's like you're never gonna. You're never gonna live that down, especially if you're. You know, if you're.
1: <laughs> always the woman's always gonna go for the well-endowed guy as well, well I can, I, yeah do, do, just... do, you fancy, do you fancy dave over there or do you fancy
0: rodrigo who's
1: got it swinging by his knees
0: um yeah it's just it's, it's, it's like why you know it, you know what you know without being too generic and sort of chauvinistic about it but if you're a man and you go on that show and <laughs> your mates <laughs> find out about it you're never going to, you will never live that down. You will no. literally be the butt of their jokes, literally the butt of their jokes forever, um, especially if you get knocked out early. If you get, oh, you know, gosh. and it's just like, why would you do that to yourself? And it's just like, yeah. That's how desperate some people are to be on TV. Yeah, it's just like, there's no yeah. way, man. I, I it was like, embarrassing
1: bodies always used to be the worst one yeah um. oh i can't i can't go in front of a doctor to tell him my problems but i'm <gasps> to go front
0: of yeah. millions of people showing this lump on my uh you know do, do you know what the worst one i saw of that and i don't watch that i I don't watch them but i saw one and it was this guy he was like a pub landlord and he was he, he went in and he was talking to what my, fr- my my friend rachel called dr hot you know the sort of kind of <laughs> you know the muscly sort of yeah. kind of uh, um, plastic surgeon look sort of guy uh and he was basically complaining about how, um, something to do with his ass. Basically. It was like, you know, there was problems with his ass and, you know, it smelt and blah, blah, blah. And the guy went down and told him to bend over and he sort of had a look and then he he, he recoiled with this sort of like proper sort of like, uh, what the fuck? And, And he told him on TV in front of everybody he says you don't wipe your ass properly and that was it <laughs> so the whole thing this guy come on tv and he basically told him this guy ran a pub i said "Do you don't wipe your ass properly and that's the only issue there and the guy went all right okay and walked off and i was like that's got to be some guy who's been in the pub and told his mates i'm gonna go on and not wipe my ass and and that's gonna be it but it's just like that's on tv you now. Uh, that's on tv yeah. forever and you. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. And it's just like, why? Why would you do that?
2: And us? not just you, but like your kids and your grandkids yeah, just... and your
0: sisters and brothers, your parents. Oh, it's, it's, yeah. 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 So. so yeah. It's just like, if people want to be on TV so much, it's just like, like. God, if you're going to go on um, like Big Brother oh. or, or something like that, it's just like, yeah, it's totally not worth it for the amount no. of grief you're probably going to get later on oh. down the line and stuff. And
2: Have you seen Tattoo Fixers on Channel
0: 4? Oh, oh man, yeah. Well, yeah that's
2: some pretty same, rough ones.
0: Just- or what about the one? What about the one? Again, I don't watch it. I've watched like one or two um, ages ago where they basically have two friends and they they give each other they design each other a tattoo oh, and they're not allowed to not see the, that. T- they're not allowed oh, to God. see the tattoo and they basically reveal it and uh, invariably the, the somebody gets some draw- gets a dick drawn on them or something ridiculous and it's like it's a tattoo so it's on them forever and they get really upset about it it's like well you know, if I if, if I turned around to one of my mates and went, design me a tattoo, and I'll not look, and then it'll be on. The, they're going to draw something stupid, and it's just like it's your own fault. There's no way I would trust any of my mate to design a tattoo for me that was going to be a, re- a big reveal because it's just going to be a big raging phallus or something like that. You know, that's sort of, it's going to be something ridiculous, oh, like that mem guy. You know, with the big with the big knob, who's sort of like you know he's always. It, you know, in any picture you open on WhatsApp, he's there. Um, it'll be that or something, you know. And it's it's like that's what you're gonna expect, you know. So oh, yeah, man. I don't sort of yeah, yeah. I, it, I to be honest, I I think it's easier being a girl on Take Me Out, um, because you there's so many of them and it's not a big deal. But if you're the fella <laughs> and you're literally, you know, you. You get blanked out it, it's embarrassing it's, it's super embarrassing and stuff and it's just you know tabitha lyons you know the cosplayer she was on that a couple of times um so was um uh natasha mckenzie's uh, another cosplayer um and there was a, there was a few others actually uh there's a guy uh a, the lead singer for remembering never was on it um i can't remember his name um, they did a cover of john farham's you're the voice but a metal version of it um and uh, they played that as his sort of his sort of thing as his like what he did um but yeah oh, yeah <laughs> being on tv um mm. it's good but i think there has to be a limit you know <laughs> without embarrassing yourself you know
1: i the thing is i i have applied for tv shows nothing like that obviously I really if I to...
0: see you on Naked Attraction, John.
1: <laughs> Why are you watching Naked Attraction? Um, <laughs> no, no, I really want to get onto a quiz show. I've I've applied. You don't know how many times I've applied for stuff like The Chase. I've applied mm-hmm. for Pointless, who's Be a Millionaire. Um, I even <laughs> applied for Eggheads. And Joyce, uh, you know out of all of them, I'd love to go on them. The one I'd most want to go onto, though, is Only Connect. I absolutely love only connect that is like one of my so, what's only
0: connect what's ever. that one no idea what that is yeah what
1: is that one it's um it's on bc2 on a monday night basically it's um like each it's a quiz game but it's like you're, you're working at the connections that are shown to you so there are four clues yeah they're shown one at a time you have to try and work out what the connection is between them four clues and some of them can be quite easy some of them can be really difficult and it is just the brain power that goes into some of these some of these choices some of these things that they make is fantastic and then there's even a, a missing vowels around at the end where literally it might be a phrase it might be a place it might be a combination of words things like that literally they'll just take out all the vowels crush all the letters together they go right work out what that's supposed to be and I, I love it it really does get my brain working and that's and the only thing that i say about that which is quite wrong is that um i know plenty of people that are clever I don't know many people that are good with connections. And I say that in the place that where I do a pub quiz, well, used to a pub quiz, and I used to do connections round each week, the amount of people that could never get the connection, I'd be like, right, so you can't even get these. And I think these are quite easy. I'd hope you to come onto a show with me and just go, no, I don't know any of this stuff. <laughs> um, I'd, love, I'd love to do that one day because you've got to be in a team of three for only Connect though. That's the A problem. You've got to have a team of three to be able to, be able to
0: do that the only the only sort of
1: i'll just hire two people it's like yeah that'll
0: do the only sort of like tv well it's not even a game show but it was like a it was like a history um show um i can't even well but it was basically they used the time commanders yeah time commanders yeah and i applied for that with a couple of my mates and stuff um to go on uh because i used to love it when i was a kid growing up and me, me and my dad and stuff would watch it um and I was like, "Oh, I would love to do that. That would just be something, you know, that would be awesome." But you know, they they only did like two of them. Two of them, I think. Uh, and um, yeah, it, it you know, it was it was a shame because I would have loved to have done that. But other than that, I don't think I've ever applied for anything. Game shows, like I'm very good at sort of answering stuff after the event or or, or sort of like at the time. But I I I'm not very good at time limits and stuff like that. Um, unless I'm playing articulate, I am awesome and currently undefeated articulate, but uh, general knowledge and quizzes and things like that, I'm a bit iffy about, you know, I know a lot of stuff, but I'm not very good at answering it quickly.
1: (laughs) I find that from doing the pub quiz over the last four years, the amount of general knowledge questions that when they come up and I go, I know the answer to this. I don't know why I know it, but I do. (laughs) And it, it scares me sometimes, the stuff that I'll remember. And it's, it's strange. And that's why I'd love to go on to something like the chase, because I think that would just be quite a lot of fun. Just would you see, do like, the,
0: would you do the full amount if they did the whole, you can have 1000 pounds. you can have 8,000, you can have 55,000 pines.
1: Joe, if it was such a high offer, I couldn't say no to it. I'd be like, Joe, you know, sod it. It's a chance I've got to take, you know, <laughs> you're only there the once you've come with nothing. I know it's the cliche thing to say, but it'd be like, right, like, come on, let's do this. Let's, uh, Let's really go for this. And if I went on there, because um, I was thinking about, I also said before, like, if you could choose what chaser you could go up against, um, I'd like to go up against Anne Hegarty, because I think if you're going go to go up against someone that's that's smart, that's quick, and I think you've got to go up against someone who's got a good mentality to him as well. And I think she's probably the funniest person on that show. <laughs> so you'd have to go with someone. Who you're going to have a laugh with even if they do wipe you out you know?
0: yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I think you'd have to if you've that much money you'd just go yeah why not you know
1: i'll just go sod it yeah come on let's do this just play let's play properly two mm. questions down two questions done I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: 100
1: this is but that is the problem i think we have a general knowledge one as well to a degree because you think as much as you may do really well you might watch one episode you go i've got every answer right You might go on them because it's general knowledge. You might go, oh, I don't know that one. Yeah, oh, I don't know that one either. Oh crap, what have I done? Um, Yeah, it's very much the
0: look, the luck of the draw and stuff. It's Mm. just sort of like you know the thing is every there's been questions like, uh, like, and who wants to be a millionaire? Um, Like. Five hundred thousand pound ones, two hundred and fifty thousand pound ones, I think even one million pound one where I've been like shouting the answer at them because I know I say like, I know this, I definitely know this. And it's only hard if you don't know it. And it's just like, you know and people are like, Oh, I don't know. It's like it's definitely this, it's one hundred percent this. But How can you not know? Yeah. It's just yeah. But then there's certain uh, so ones like where there's been super easy questions where I've just been like, I'm gonna click don't know. Really don't know. Um but,
1: I just say, say that though. Um, a couple of years ago, a friend of mine did go on to uh, Countdown, and um, it amazed me because because uh, he told me about. It. He said he applied for it, and I thought, oh, you know, uh, yeah, good luck. Um, hopefully, you you get onto it. And he told me he he'd filmed an episode, and I went, how would it go? And he said um, he said, oh, I can't I can't tell you. You'll find out when it airs. And I said, well, they give you a range of when it's going to be airing? I think this was around about March or April time. He went for the recording. He said, oh, yeah, it's not on until about October. I went, right, okay, so you're now going to tell me you're going to wait six months before I actually find out how well you did. (laughs) Um, I said, right, tell me the date range of your episode. And um, So I recorded them, and I was like, right, let's watch this. And I said, Joel, I won't judge or anything. I said, because, you know, under TV pressure, you know, you're... You're going against the clock, you go up against an opponent who, you know, you see some of these people, some of these people get an eight letter word as a minimum each time. It's like, you know, some of these people are really challenging. Um, his game came up, and I kid you not, the first three or four rounds, he absolutely stalled it. He got three seven letter words, he got an eight letter word, he got two of the three numbers ones exact. I was like, this is he's actually doing quite good. This guy that he was up against, um, I think they were like, he had 40 points and um, the guy he was up against had about eight or nine. So he wasn't doing too well. Second half of the game, it was completely different story. He just got wiped out. So two numbers games, he didn't get at all. The other guy got a mix act. The guy got a nine letter word and then obviously that just trumped everything. And then when he got to the conundrum, this guy was on about 85, 86 points. My mate was still on the forty that he'd had. Oh, no. oh! So um, got to the conundrum. And he was like, uh, and he he said he, he said um, he said yeah. He said I knew the conundrum. I said well, but he didn't answer it. The other guy answered. It. I said well, why didn't he answer it? He said he said what's the point? i must lost. <laughs> You know, there was still that little bit of prize. You could have just said that you got it, even though you didn't win the show. Oh, gotcha. He
0: Don't said, give
1: no. up fighting. Yeah, yeah he said, he said no. He <clears throat> said, no, I just felt like I just couldn't be bothered there. And when you see his face, when, um, like, obviously, near the end of the game, when, um, like, you got Nick Cure going, uh, so the scores are uh, so-and-so. I'm not going to say his name, because if he watches this, and I know sometimes he has watched Gig Pride, it will kill me. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> it, it went like, oh, so-and-so has got eight... Um, 85 points, whatever, and uh, so so is um is unfortunately at 40 as we go into the final round. It's like what's like. I no. like countdown, but I'm not very. Oh, I'm, I'm dyslexic,
0: crazy. so I'm not very good at it. I'm not very good. My, my spelling's pretty atrocious as it is and stuff. But you know, there's the odd word which I, you sort of kind of know, and it's yeah. But I don't, I don't oh, think it'd be very
1: good. It into place. Yeah, yeah. but um, I mean, I wouldn't mind doing countdown. I reckon it'd be fun, but it's one of them, it's one of them shows that I think. Some people live for Countdown. Some people, literally, they go on there. They can do, like, you know, eight-letter eight word every single time. They can get the numbers around literally within five seconds. You can't compete with some of these people.
0: Is Countdown still going, by the way? Is that still, they still do it? Yeah, because I thought it was just, like, 8 out of, or eight out of 10 cuts, dude, count, Countdown and stuff. No, you've still got normal one. In fact, um,
1: obviously, you know, like most shows now, they have got their... Um, their covid procedures in place so literally all they've done is they've just spaced them out a bit further along the desk so yeah. they've now got their big gap it's quite good when they go um like someone goes oh i've got such and such word and they go oh what about you i've got the same it's like showing them the word it's like they've got to push that paper so far now just go can you see it can you see it yeah can you can you, can you <laughs> see the can you see me work can you, can you... <laughs> it's like um it's like uh, why not do it on digital pad or something you know like a lot of these Quiz shows now—they have a digital pad that they can write on. I think that would be so much easier.
0: Yeah. Um, who, who's presenting yeah. it these days?
1: Oh, Nick is still um, presenting, but he's apparently stepping down next year. So obviously they're going to now get a new, a new host for it. Yeah. Um, don't know who would take over, but uh, you know, Nick is actually quite good. He's—he's—he's he's, um, he's not someone I would have pegged as a TV presenter beforehand. For <laughs> seeing him on The Apprentice, I never really see him as like being that. That guy, that would be the front and centre. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. He's he's actually really good, um, but I reckon if they were to pick someone now for Countdown, just for a laugh, I think Eamon Holmes would be quite good for it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You need another, you need another guy like uh, Richard Whiteley, don't you? You kind of need that sort of, um, it was Richard Whiteley, wasn't it? That was his name? Yeah, Richard Whiteley was the first one. Yeah, 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 because he was quite amusing uh, and that sort of, we used to watch it after university um, randomly, not, you know, just sort of as a thing in the background and it was more for him than anything. Um, Yeah, cool. Right, Mm. okay. Uh, I think we're gonna leave it there then. Uh, I think I'm gonna go and watch some more Downton Abbey with uh with Gosha while she sort of uh, rages at the TV. Um, so, <laughs> are
2: you watching Downton Abbey or are you watching Gosha? <laughs>
0: it's, it's kind of her and stuff. It's her, her emotional roller coaster and stuff. And she's got this thing because, like, like we've been through friends because like, she didn't watch a lot of TV when she was in Poland, um, and especially like you know English TV and UK, American TV and stuff. So she's not seeing things like Friends and and things like that so we gone through all of these series and stuff so she's got this thing now that when she sees somebody who like you know they're a good couple it's like he's her lobster and that she says this thing you know like from Friends so that's her thing now when she sees oh so Bates and Anna that's they're lobsters and it's just like you know a Friends reference because we watched that and uh and yeah and it's it's yeah so it's good because it's like she gets really emotionally in, invested in these things and it's good to see somebody really sort of take you know watching things for the first time is actually quite good to watch because they're like you know you know getting into it and they're, they're, it's like it's hard to sort it's hard to explain but yeah it's it's just good to watch her watching the thing but yeah <laughs> Right, so yes, we'll leave it there. Uh, it's been a, it's been an interesting one, starting on Star Wars, going on to busking, moving on to uh, reality TV, and uh, yeah, quiz shows, uh, and then going uh, ending on quiz shows. So that uh, was a, a a good a good um, eclectic uh, subject matter. Um, hopefully, we'll have some new guests on uh, in the coming weeks. Um, but uh, apart from that, uh, I've been Matt Geary. Uh, with me tonight has been Johnjo Cosgrove. See you all later, guys. And Mark Canty. I do remember how to speak. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and and Johnjo, what's the, what's the name of the podcast again? All things suck. All things suck, and it's on Spotify and all the other Spotify, places.
1: Spotify. It's going to be on iTunes at some point, and uh, yeah, uh, but Spotify I think it's the main one at the moment that you can get on.
0: All right, give it a listen, everybody.